Welcome to Move Like This, brought to you by the Accounting Move Project and sponsored by Moss Adams and Sapro. On this podcast, we share ideas and hear from guests about how they find, retain, develop, and advance women and other underrepresented groups in their accounting firms. Now, on to our guest. Welcome to today's Move Like This episode, and I am excited today to be talking to Lori Kaiser, who is the founder and CEO of Kaiser Consulting and a long-term accounting move project firm. Thank you so much for being here, Lori. Thank you for having me, Bonnie. Let's jump right in. And I want to talk about what you've done at Kaiser Consultings. You were an early pioneer of flexible work solutions pre-pandemic, certainly. So let's go back to the beginning when you started the firm in 1992. What made you want to start your own firm? And in what way were you determined to make it different? Yeah, so in 1992, I was working at KPMG. And I really loved my career there. I worked a lot of hours and I traveled more than 50% of the time, but pre-kids, that was fine. I loved it. It was exciting and there were always new challenges and new clients. But once I had a baby and I was out on maternity leave, it started to dawn on me that that job was not going to fit my new parenting responsibilities. And so I asked for another month off of PTO, you know, time off while I figured it out and then still didn't have it figured out and I resigned. I didn't really have a plan. My plan was I was going to get a plan. And while I was trying to figure out what that plan would be, uh, one of my former clients reached out and said, hey, do you want to come do part-time project work for us? And I thought, oh, that sounds like a good thing to do while I'm getting a plan. And so I started doing work for this client and pretty quickly within a year, I had more work than I could do myself. My choices were to either tell the client, no, I couldn't do any more or to get some people that I knew that were in a very similar situation to me to help me with some of those projects. This is early nineties and people mostly worked full-time or stayed at home. There weren't a lot of options in the middle. What I was finding is, is a lot of my peers from public accounting that had left were home and they weren't necessarily really happy to be home doing nothing. You know, they'd spend a lot of time getting a college degree and building fabulous skill sets in accounting and finance, and they weren't using them. So I had quite a few friends who were open to helping me when I had more work than I could get done. And Basically, that was the beginnings of what's now Kaiser Consulting, 100 people working, everyone working a part-time flexible schedule. Wow, that's incredible. I love how it just kind of started one place and just morphed into this thing that has really been not all of your lives, but a number of years of it for sure. One of the things that I think is unique about Kaiser is your partner group currently is 100% women. And... As far as I know, they're the only firm that can state that statistic. When compared to other firms, what differences do you notice in how a leadership team comprised solely of women works and their approach to problem solving? Yeah, well, first I would say we promote the person based on their work. In the beginning, we only had women employees because we the first few people, you know, that implicit bias where I look for people who are just like me, who would want to work 
in a situation just like mine, which led to in the very beginning, we were mostly stay-at-home moms who wanted to do work. My leadership team is comprised of people who have been with me a long time, highly talented. After some period of time working a part-time flexible client-facing role, they were ready for more responsibilities. So that being said, we're always looking for, hey, more diversity on our partner team. Is there a male or or really who's the best next person to add? But I would say our partner team is very collaborative. They work well together. We're highly focused on making the best working situation for our team members. We're very highly focused on how much do they want to work? What kind of work do they want? Are they willing to commute? Do they want a home situation or a hybrid or an in-client situation, in-office situation? We see our goal as solving client problems and at the same time, creating work that works for our team. And you mentioned earlier about everybody is part-time. What would you say is the average hour that number of hours that most of the people at the firm work? Yeah. The average person in our firm works 24 to 35 hours a week. What happens is, is someone come, we make sure that the first assignment for someone that comes aboard is a good fit for what they're looking for. And then they project out the rest of the year, how much they want to work every week. And then our job as a management team is to keep their schedule full of work that fits their life. I love that. And I know one of the things that I was talking earlier to a colleague about is those firms that seem to find a way to create that win-win situation where what's good for the individual is also good for the firm, is also good for the individual, seem to be the ones that are really kind of standing head and shoulders above the rest. And it sounds like you've figured out that formula. Yes. I would say uh, pre-pandemic, we didn't have any issues attracting the people that we needed to grow. We had a little bit of a shortage of people in uh, 2021 when the great resignation was occurring and kind of people were reassessing, but we try to create demand for, to become a destination workplace where people want to join our team. That takes me right into the next question of talent shortage in the accounting profession. And I understand that you've been recruiting talent outside of your home state of Ohio. So Tell me more about that strategy and any other things you're doing to continue meeting client needs as well as the needs of your internal team members. Yeah, I would say the pandemic definitely opened up a lot of our clients' uh, eyes to having non-on-site people all the time. Pre-pandemic, there was probably uh, very few clients that didn't have all of their work done on-site. And then very quickly, we moved into the pandemic and 100% of our work was done remotely. We're currently in the situation where a lot of our clients are requesting hybrid, some in office time. Um, So we basically, our goal is to fulfill what our client's looking for and match that with what our team members are looking for. And I would say probably about two thirds of our clients are back to hybrid working and about two thirds of our team. We find that our people do like the in-person setting of having client interaction and it makes them feel more like they're part of the client team and helping to solve problems. If we find people outside of our kind of core home state of Ohio who 
want to work and are happy to work virtual and we have client assignments that are virtual, then that's a good fit. That's great. Last year, a private equity firm, Pine Tree Equity, based in Miami, invested in Kaiser Consulting. While becoming more common, most of the PE investments I read about are in much larger firms than yours. So can you tell me more about this relationship and what made you decide to go in this direction? Yeah, uh, about six years ago, I sold 20% of my firm to my management team. So they were a group of people who'd helped me grow the firm and I wanted to reward all their hard work in the six year or the, the 10 years that they'd helped me grow the firm. Some of the people in that category had been with me a very long time and I would not have been successful without those people. So that was the first step in me thinking about succession and what I was going to do with the firm. That went very well. Everybody gelled. We did a lot of investment of systems and processes to help us grow. And we grew about three times in size over the next five years. Um, And so as, as I, you know, five years later, I was thinking a little bit more about succession. And so I did approach all of the current shareholders and talk to them about, did they want to buy the rest of the firm? Did they see that in their future? And the reality of buying a service firm is that banks really aren't super interested in lending without a personal guarantee. And, you know, that's a very risky situation for my, my partners. Mm -hmm. And so as a group, we, we looked at all sorts of different options for how do we leave the firm in the best place to grow and scale and create more opportunities for the team members we had brought on board. And so that led us to, to the decision to sell. And we, We didn't really think that we would sell to a private equity firm in the beginning. We considered CPA firms. We considered staffing firms, consulting firms. There were a lot of different possible solutions. But in going through the different options, we felt that Pine Tree was a company that was going to leave our business model intact. They liked our part-time flexible model. They understood why it worked for us and made a promise that our management team would be able to continue to run the company and on the basis of that part-time flexible model. So how has it been in the last little bit? Well, we're only eight months in, but... The things that are, since that point, Pine Tree has bought a number of other firms in our space, and we're doing things now like trying to integrate. So we're doing things now. We're trying to integrate the recruiting function, sales function, a lot of the back office functions to get some synergies between the five firms. Sounds great. I can't wait to see how this develops and what changes this brings about in the profession, because this is definitely a shift that I and lots of other people are keeping their eyes on. Yeah, we've already had some opportunities to get clients through Pine Tree, some of their other portfolio companies who need accounting and finance assistance. And we've had some of our team members work on some of the other accounting firms projects when they didn't have the right people to fill a role on a project. Oh, I love the collaborative approach to that. That's great. Yeah. So what other advice do you have for firms that are looking to expand their talent pipeline and in particular, attract women and a more diverse workforce? I would say, I think one of the keys to our success has been that it's a very personalized approach. 
we look for people that have great technical skills, but also that growth mindset and problem solving mindset. And if we find the right person, then we really dig into what are they looking for in a role? What's their availability? What kind of work do they like? What industries do they like? And we try to craft opportunities that they're the ones that they're looking for and to give them autonomy and control as they're doing their work. And I think more and more, that's what people want. They want work that fits their life. And so the more that you can can do that, it does take more time and more energy than sort of having a cookie cutter approach. Everybody works the same hours and has the same client assignments. It takes more hours, but the the reward is that you have lower turnover and you have more engaged workforce. And with retention being one of the top issues in the industry, I think that's something that firms are going to have to do is, I guess in a way, it's sort of flipping the bottle on its head. It's asking your team what type of work they want to do and then going out and finding that if you don't already have it in-house. Right. And so we will actually turn down work if we don't have the right people to do it instead of asking our people to work more. Or if we have a client that doesn't like our model, a lot of people want somebody to show up 40 or 50 hours a week. And so if they're not open to the way that we work, we'll try to help them find someone else that can you know, help them with their projects. Yeah. And now you have other, other firms in the pine tree portfolio that you can call upon and hand the work to. That's right. I've so enjoyed this conversation, but I want to end on a couple of more personal fun-ish questions. So I was curious when you were five years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a librarian. My grandmother was a librarian. And when I would go over to her house, I would see her going through catalogs and she got to pick all the books that the library bought. And I just thought that that was the ideal job. Oh, that's a cool job. I've never even thought about the process that goes into getting the books in the library. (laughs) If you were given a chance to travel anywhere in the world for free, you don't have to worry about money or time off or anything like that. Where would you go and why? So I would definitely go to Antarctica because it's my last continent to get to. And so it's definitely on the bucket list and I'm planning for when that trip's going to be. Oh, that's cool. I can't wait to hear about it. That I think I know one person that's been to Antarctica. So, um, and that, that shows you obviously love travel if you've been to every other continent already. I do love travel. Yeah. And finally, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I've thought about this one too. I'd like to be able to teleport like they do on Star Trek so that I could travel places without sort of the grueling part of travel, you know, changing time zones and 30 hour airplane rides and that kind of thing. This is funny. I prob- I think I've recorded about 10 of these episodes now and at least half of them. Everybody wants to be able to teleport, whether it's to avoid traffic or to get someplace quicker or like you say, avoid the time zones and all the hassle. Yeah, that that's so far our most popular superpower and certainly one I'm considering if, if I were given one. <laughs> so Lori, thank you so much for being here today. I think Kaiser is such a wonderful example of a firm that puts their people first and has grown and thrived because of that approach. So I really appreciate the fact that you're here and you can tell us that story. Well, thanks for having me, Bonnie. 
Thank you for listening to Move Like This, brought to you by the Accounting Move Project and sponsored by Moss Adams and SACPRO. If you'd like to learn more, visit our website at accountingmoveproject.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues too. I'm your host, Bonnie Buell-Resick, and until next time, keep moving forward.